0: eligible items only exclusions apply see ebaymotors.com it's only a kick a jump a block
1: it's only a serve it's only a tackle
2: a run it's only for the fans after all
1: it's only pressure you got this adidas
0: Recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to my world. And of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer himself. Ladies and gentlemen, your friend in mine, double J Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, how are you, man?
1: Conrad Thompson. Happy Monday. As we're recording this drop on Tuesday, but, uh, Brand new week, brand new pod. We were waiting on you a little bit, but that's okay. You have had a busy day already, like myself. So looking forward to this. I've got uh to kick things off, um uh, Connie, as JR would say. I've got mm-hmm. my founder shirt on. You know who designed this and uh one of those stories, I said, time, not gonna sell. Yeah, it will. And it sold much more than I thought it would, but, uh, Don West designed this shirt. So,
0: oh wow. how about that?
1: So when I was looking at wardrobe, as I sit down here, since we do this YouTube thing, so no, I'm excited about today. I'm glad we've waited a week, uh, in so many ways, but, uh, very much looking forward to it. I text with the professor Mike Tanay uh, several times over the weekend. So, um, I really am. I'm looking forward to this uh, now that, as I, I sit here, uh, what is it, 10 days or so um, removed, 8, 9, 10 days. Um, happy uh, for everyone involved uh, in the Don West situation because uh, he had a rough road. But uh, I hope uh, me and you uh, do old dub right today.
0: I'm looking forward to today's episode. I know that, uh, things got kind of real last week. Uh, you you were getting ready to handle some, some wrestling business. And, uh, you certainly showed the world who Jeff Jarrett is last week, a couple of times, three times between the show the Wednesday show and the Friday show, Tony Schiavone actually said the Friday match that you guys had the rematch for the tag titles after that crooked ass referee, Aubrey Edwards screwed you for the second time. um, Uh, clearly she he said uh that's maybe the most entertaining tag match he ever remember seeing in his entire life stop it. i'm not kidding and this is a guy who grew up watching mid-atlantic which was definitely a tag team territory and then all the nwa stuff all the wcw stuff all the aw stuff now don't get me wrong i'm sure that people would say oh what about this match what about that match like certainly the dog collar match with the briscoes and ftr that's a different type match but What you guys did last week, man, that was, uh, that was old school wrestling. And a lot of that credit goes to you and it was great stuff. And I'm glad that, you know, we got some of those new memories. So the, the, the year of Jeff Jarrett has carried over into 2023. How about that?
1: I don't know about that, but I am, I am super grateful. You know, Conrad, uh, the West coast flights, uh, got up early Saturday morning, flying home from Portland, Oregon. I'll just say this, I was a little stiff when I got off the, the air, uh, the, the flights on Saturday afternoon and felt that stiffness, uh, all day yesterday and, uh, had my early morning workout. I'll say this, the guy that, that trains me, uh, it was one of the hardest ones I've done since I've started training with him, but I, it feels good right now. It absolutely did not feel good going through it, but uh, I am, I, you know, I was originally scheduled to come home last Thursday. Uh, did you know that Conrad? I did not know that. Okay. Uh, it's one of those days that, um, who to thunk. Uh, so, uh, you know, text Karen, no, I will not be home on Thursday. We got us a rematch. Uh, and so when I sit here and uh, digest it all in, um, I don't I really, I mean, I do know what to say, but, but I, I, I'm not sure I'll deliver it in the right words, but I, uh, the opportunity, uh, to, to get, to have that rematch and, uh, the buffoon known as Aubrey Edwards, the fraud known as Max Castor and, um, granddaddy ass and the whole clan, uh, I'll say this, it was an entertaining, um, two match situation it's far from over but i am as i said here today conrad super grateful uh things are rolling uh i i still am dumbfounded why people uh want to chant um f you jeff jarrett conrad i know that's rude it's rude i know that puzzles you i know that puzzles you as much as it does me but um hey um I said it night one, AEW has a delusional fan base and, and that's kind of the simplistic answer. Uh, but, uh, no back-to-back nights, dynamite rampage its far, far from over Sanjay tweeted this weekend that he believes, and I believe with him wholeheartedly, one day, me and, uh, Jay lethal will be AEW tag team champs.
0: I, uh, Boy, a lot to unpack there. I I, I was dumbfounded by the "f you Jeff Jarrett" chance. I mean, after all, you've given these people. Yeah, you know, you're, all your family has given these people these ungrateful ingrates the way they are behaving. <laughs> uh, but maybe what was most shocking of all—and and listen, we all know that you're a damn hell, as Bruce <laughs> likes to say—I get it. But I'm friends with your son Cody on social, as you know. I and as, that. as I'm scrolling through his feed over the weekend, oh, I see God. him pronounce that he has turned on the Tennessee Titans and, and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he is now a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And not only did he make that proclamation on social media for the whole world to see Jeff, but he did it with the acclaimed theme song in the background. And I said to myself, self, <laughs> Is Jeff such a damn heel that his own son doesn't like him.
1: Oh, one Conrad. I'm not even sure you talk about a lot to unpack here. Um, when I walk in the gym, I get on the treadmill. That's the first thing I do to, to, to get some blood flowing. My trainer comes over. Conrad, that's the first thing he said to me today. What the hell is going on with Cody? You mean to tell me because we understand codes was born in Pittsburgh. So he's got a natural affinity to the Steelers, but he also loves the Titans. He lives here in Nashville. But, uh, yesterday, a Steelers game was not on here in Nashville, Conrad. So Karen took him up to Buffalo wild wings and lots of, there was a lot of moving parts. Steelers had to win. Jets had to beat dolphins, Patriots had to uh, beat the Bills. So it it was – I'll just say this. My man, Codes, was a lot of balls in the air. It was confusing for all of the table. But once all the dust had settled and the Jets didn't pull through, um, I'll just say this. And Karen said, Codes, you cannot – you just can't be a bandwagon jumper. Codes walked out of his room about an hour later and said, Mom, you better get on the bandwagon because – I want a Trevor Lawrence jersey.
0: <laughs> my goodness!
1: <laughs> yep, my man codes is, uh, and and guess what? Uh, the uh, first thing that Cody's alarm goes off at seven, about seven o three. Mom, have you ordered the jersey?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, um,
1: it's too much. So, uh, how about them Jags? Look, and everybody knows I'm born and raised here, Titans through and through through the years. That was a so- exciting game. A hell of a game! And uh, you know the odds are on that. Uh, well, I hate to—I no, don't like to see anybody lose a job, but could be some pink slips handed out today at Titans organization. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I cannot remember a team—not just the Titans, any team—and I'm sure it's out there. And I'm sure in the chat, RJ, you're probably in the chat. You would know this stat or whatever. It's, I mean, we—we we fell off a cliff. Yeah, we fired our general manager. We ain't won since. I mean, it's, it, it is a, you talk about culture and, uh, you know, um,
0: I, th- I blame you, you know, I know, I know other people blame you too on social media, other, uh, wrestling pundits, if you will, but you're on here talking all that trash about Tennessee and then down goes hooker. And then oh. you're all on here talking all that trash about the Titans. And then the Jags just whoop that ass. It's just, uh, it's a shame. and And I guess what everybody wants to know right now, because you started the show talking about you know, the fallout from those great matches you had last week. When will we see that Tennessee tiptoe as RG said, he called it again. <laughs> the Tennessee tiptoe that you did last week on match one Wednesday night is the funniest Jeff Jarrett thing since the Beetlejuice headshot to me. Oh, like,
1: you know what? And I've been meaning to ask you for folks that don't know. Uh, I tried not to bug Conrad last week cause he had some downtime, but sometimes I just, I, I just had to send you a DM, didn't you? I tried. You my texts were maybe three last week, but several yes. DMs because that's okay. If he's on Twitter, that means he's he's looking. So anyway, uh, it tickled me that that tickled you so so much. Uh, so come on, give me context. And and I don't, for the- I don't know
0: why. I just know it is such a heel, shitty thing to do.
1: No, it's not. I celebrate it.
0: Yes, but you. But nobody likes when you celebrate. You're a bad guy. It's like when you're spiking the football. And I I mean, I even enjoyed when you sprinted to get the belts <laughs> and in mid sprint throw Jay his perfectly between the top and middle rope Good and side. then hop right in the ring and go right to the hard cam. It's like this guy was born to wrestle. Look at this <laughs> in your natural habitat. I know you own a baseball team and you got all these other LLCs and businesses and fingers and all these pies. Oh. But my man, he wasn't born for podcasting or baseballing. He's born for getting in the ring and telling <laughs> stories. And somehow, much like Dustin Rhodes, a decade before him, has found the fountain of youth running around here with abs at double nickel. What, what's going on with you? Did you make a deal with the devil? What's happening?
1: Oh, that's hard work, pal. That's that's hard work. Uh I do I, well, no. I'm I'm very grateful. Uh it is, it's a consistent, but let's not get into that. But it tickled me that it tickled you, and then the so comments, the comments in hey hey Conrad uh, uh on Twitter name this whatever
0: yeah. damn the strut goodbye strut name this R J City called it the Tennessee tiptoe and I was like that, that works for me I like you it
1: know that, you know there's a high spot called the Tennessee tiptoe I didn't know that yeah I'm giving you a little inside baseball so if if I'm a bad guy right Conrad yeah and I tag my, I got to get my opponent in a headlock and I get backed into the ropes, and I tag my partner in, right? And he shoots yep. me off, okay? I'll walk you through this. Yes. He, he shoots me off, and I hit the ropes, and I come off the ropes, and that baby face in the ring who just shot me off, he drops down. Well, then my partner comes in, and he sees me coming. I'm not going to say 100 miles an hour, but, you know, Bobby Eaton's doing we'll the he's coming full speed he has to drop down right again and then the and then i step over baby face heel hit the ropes back oh the heel drops right down again back over the baby face rope and then all of a sudden i'm headed back toward the baby face and the baby say, baby face sidesteps and collides with the heel and the two heels go stumbling bumbling keysta, uh, keystone
0: cops uh that's called the tennessee tiptoe spot well, we got to come up with another one then. So well, the tip we, toe. He,
1: he was trying to get into that, but, uh,
0: I loved it. It was I fantastic.
1: It's backstage. About it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's one of the, uh, listen, I love the strut because I know it just pisses people off. And my favorite part about the strut, and we've talked about this before is the head <laughs> because you, you do it in the, it's just wonderful. I just, I loved that match on Wednesday. I loved it on Friday. And I loved hearing that you said you woke up stiff Are all these days later. Are you still stiff?
1: would. you know what? That's, that's, uh, that's part of, uh, I had a, co- I mean, not rest. I wish on the, I mean, only wrestling one or two days a week. And, uh, I text, uh, Derek and said, Hey man, when is the last time I've wrestled twice in a week? Um, uh, and, and, and then the conversation went, you know, a lot of guys, they, you just, it's not like it was when you used to wrestle two, three, four times a week. I think that's the difference because I'd like to get in a rhythm, but obviously there's up, there's pros and cons to that. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was much more stiff yesterday than I expected, but, uh, good workout this morning. I'll be fine back in action, ready to go to LA city of angels, huge dynamite Conrad I cannot wait. I'll just say this. I can't wait to get there. Cannot wait for dynamite.
0: Well, I, uh, I can't wait to make you stiff again. Thanks to blue chew. Come on. You knew I was going there when I he said stiff. He set me right up. That's an Ali oop Jones right there. So we're going to do the old Tennessee two-step and the Tennessee tiptoe and all the Tennessee's you can handle all the, she can handle Jeff. Have you heard about this? uh, uh did you know that? I know we don't talk about this a lot, but did you hear that my grandpa discovered Blue Chew? I did, you know what?
1: I did not know that. Tell me the story. How do you Nobody, know
0: that? Well, it's it's ruining some lives, and nobody's taking it harder than old grandma. <laughs> Guys, we all know the confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom. But it's time to uh, <clears throat> step up to the plate, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Think of it as like a hot tag for your wiener. You can be the tag team champion of the bedroom, you and Blue Chew. How about that? Take them anytime, day or night. You can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, we will receive your prescription within days. And here's the best part. It's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex, y'all. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code MYWORLD at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is MYWORLD to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we want to thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast.
2: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
0: All right, Jeff, enough filibustering. We caught up. We talked about it. Now we're here to talk about why we're really here. Hold on, on.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Georgia TCU.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. By the time everybody's listening to this, they already know who won. Oh, yeah. Now let's go ahead and make a prediction this weekend. Do the Jags win? Yes or no. I Yeah. See it.
1: Yeah. Charge. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh here's kind of my armchair quarterback. Jags didn't play good and they won. Yes. That they, they, they didn't really score. They, they look, it's debatable on that, how they s- scoop and score and all that kind of mess, but, uh, I don't think they played very good, but the Titans are playing so bad with no I don't say no offense, but they just can't move the ball. But um uh, get a hot quarterback, get some momentum like the Jags have, uh it's gonna be interesting. But at the end of the day, who is gonna beat Patrick Holmes, Mahomes? I don't know, man. It's uh but NFL playoffs are are God, they're so they're they're fun. It's a it's a different level. Um fever pitch. Um Good old JR told me he's been in Jacksonville a few years. He's never seen the city like that. So that's the kind of, that's that's sports. That's what makes it fun. That's getting in the arena and, and you know, and and just pulling for whoever it may be and getting that motion and feel good stuff. I love that. I love, I don't care if it's me and Codes watching a ball game or watching my daughter play basketball or me and you giving each other a hard time about Alabama and Tennessee, uh, watching sports is a blast
0: and it is a blast.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, football season is so TV ready college football. We've had a blast chatting about it. I still get all kinds of comments about that Conrad. They love our chatter about college football
0: or football or sports. Well, this weekend I'm going 49ers over Seahawks. You agree? Yes. I'm going bills over dolphins. You agree? Oh yeah. Yep. I'm going Bengals over Ravens. You agree? Mm. Don't let the abyss silliness affect your picking here.
1: Lamar's back. I'm going Ravens.
0: okay. So now I'm gonna we'll talk about next week. I'm going Bengals. You're going Ravens. Yep. We both have the Jags over the chargers. I got the Vikings over the giants. Let's see you. Don't
1: underestimate the Giants. Okay.
0: I'm so those are those are our two differences, I think. And here's the last one. Cowboys Bucks. I got Cowboys.
1: Man, Cowboys born and raised on those boys. And um yeah, they're Micah. Yeah. Uh
0: you're counting out Tom Brady here. See, and that's I love my man. I I <laughs> He's the best.
1: I got so much respect for that dude. 40. So you're going Bucks. I believe the internet would melt as far as NFL if Jerry Jones got put out by Tom Brady.
0: It would and be unbelievable.
1: It would be. Fantastic. I want it to happen
0: real bad. I just don't think it will.
1: Hey, crazier things can happen. Um, hey, who cares? Let's roll with the Bucks.
0: Well, so, all right. So we get,
1: we're really talking about are the, the Ravens and the giants and you're going Vikes and Bengals. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: We'll I see. think we're, we're probably all on the same page about, about, and here's the thing. My whole family's uh, is Cowboys fans. I, I love Tom Brady. I would love to see, I can't wait to see that game. And it's the Monday night game. And it's the game that everybody's going to be talking about. They got it right with the scheduling. And we hope we got it right with your scheduling. We uh, appreciate your patience. Last week, of course, we wound up just talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, we are going to get back to our TNA topic, but some big news happened just before we went to uh, do our show last week. We lost a, a friend of the show, and you knew him a lot longer than me, but I don't think Don West ever met a stranger. He's our topic today. We're going to do our best to um, to tell his story. And I, I got to tell you, I kind of feel weird with us doing ads during the show, but we've sold them. And I know that Don West would be mad at us if we didn't. Ain't kidding. Are you
1: kidding? <laughs>
0: curious? I feel like Don would want our show to just be all ads and a little bit of Don talk maybe, but, um, man, what a personality and in case you don't. And boy, I know this is probably going to annoy some people that I talk about it this way, but Don West yeah. is not a wrestling lifer. Don West was a salesperson and a performer and an entertainer and an entrepreneur who could have done anything he wanted. And you hear a lot of times when people decide to leave wrestling or the decision is made for them that it's time to leave wrestling. The question is always, can they find life and success after wrestling? Well, Don West had it before, during, and after. Don West didn't need wrestling. He was going to be a success no matter what, but wrestling was better because Don West was in it. Fair to say.
1: Oh gosh. Without question. Not and, and everybody, um, has a Don West story if you're around him or, or watched him, but I think one of the things that goes so far under the radar is his business acumen. And Conrad, whenever you feel uh, you're driving this ship, I do want you to share your Don West stories on this. I think you will, but you always—I yeah. mean, j- just because I, I'm—I think they're—they're important. They—they are a—they're a part of me. Me and yours relationship, you know. Number one, Starcast. Hey, Conrad, let's let's get up. <laughs> you know, th- there's there's so many Don West stories, but it, it, it Don is such a unique wrestling story and you just teed it up great he was super successful before during and after but his I think again I'm gonna just say that and I think in this podcast we we get into life stories we get into nostalgia stories we 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 do all kinds of stuff on here life lessons business lessons but one of the things I think goes and I think Bruce said this recently, either on, on his pod or I don't know. What was it? A post? I I don't know. But, um, he, he kind of tapped his hat, but Don's business acumen, I think has been understated through the years in so many ways. Um, I just leave it that at that. We, We can get into that as we go through and tell the stories, but Don's a, Don was a very, very sharp guy.
0: Don began hosting the Sports Collectible Show on the Shop at Home shopping network in 1993. You see him there on the left. Hopefully you're watching with us on YouTube. Um what a mustache that man was sporting to Uh you know listen, th- th- this is a weird era for television, but infomercials started to really catch fire and take off and then the ho- the sort of QVC and HSN they had Home Shopping Network was first, then QVC, and then Shop at Home. But what was interesting is Don was the one show that you could get guys to watch. Like, guys were not going to sit around and watch shopping on TV while they're talking about, I don't know, fake furs or high heels or makeup or whatever they're selling for ladies is normally targeting ladies. But a sports collectible show, well, you could get guys to watch that. And, He became such an iconic personality that Will Ferrell even portrayed Don on Saturday night live in 1997. I mean, think about that. Like Saturday night live, as you know, doesn't just spoof stuff on the fringe. They're spoofing things that they think will resonate and hit with the, with the masses, whether it's a Donald Trump parody or whatever, but goodness gracious, man. You want to talk about feeling like you made it when they're spoofing you on Saturday night live. That's something special. Three times. Pop- yeah. I mean, it,
1: it, they paired him three times and look, uh, you know, everybody has their different eras and different flavors and I'll date myself, but you go back to the original Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi. Um, you know, the, the Chevy chase earliest SNL, and then you can get into the Chris Farley and and just the different iterations through the years. And, and they just Lauren Michaels is they'll never make another one like him, executive producer, but you know, the Will Ferrell days, you, and, and what he went on to become as far as the box office attraction. And, you know, you could go down a whole list, Adam Sandler, but j- just that crew that was in there, but at this, you know, for, for Will Ferrell and, and that crew to, to, to dig in to, to uh, parody, it, it just still cracks me up uh, that that's, again, shop at home. Th- this is where, it is, uh, to me, it's a whole different stratosphere. Don's work shift was 11 to 4, 11 to 5, 12 to 4. It, it's overnight. It, his, his program aired, and look, with the advent of cable television, you know it went from just you know network tv 3 4 5 channels in a market to you know in those early days late 80s 20 or 30 and maybe 30 or 40 so all this airtime that was available at night and the these like you said qvc and all that kind of stuff and and don came along came along at the right time with the right skill set and also the right he'll tell you, he would have told you this the right athletes michael jordan a few others, um, it just, everything aligned. And so that's it just the, the alignment of everything in Will Ferrell and SNL parodying him. I still chuckle that ODW, uh, I'd say, uh, in your line of work, that's not just making it, that's kind of, uh, <laughs> the iconic moment of all iconic moments for, uh, home shopping network, uh, personalities.
0: Just a home run, uh, and, and so cool to see that he sort of got his flowers on a national level. Uh, the story is, uh, and I, and I hope I have this right after all the success Don had had selling collectibles and being on Saturday night live and, and these parodies that Vince Russo becomes a fan and wants to bring him into WCW in 2000. Is that the way you remember hearing this?
1: So the converse? Yes without question, the first time I ever heard, I'll say not the first time I ever saw him because the old proverbial flipping through the channels, I'm not a collector. I had seen Don, uh, you know, hawking his stuff, but I'm not a collector. So I never kind of resonated and stuck around and, you know, in me and Don's early relationship, I tell him I'm like, dude, I've, I've never, uh, I've, I've, I've never Watch this, but Russo is the one who, and I don't know the full story, but he is the one uh, who uh, the first time I ever heard his name, as far as dipping into wrestling and it didn't happen in WCW. So 99, 2000, whatever that was. Uh, but yes, uh, Vince was the, I guess the original and Vince is a huge giant fan. And I mean, I don't I don't know about collectible, but he, he's, he's a, he's a, he is a baseball guy and Don West was selling cards.
0: It's amazing to think that once again, this is a, a Vince Russo vision. Uh, when did you first meet Don West?
1: So we've gone in that ad nauseum the, the entire story, but when I made the decision, uh, all right. Let's launch a company. Um, then you start kind of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And Mike Tenay was my my first choice for all the obvious reasons, the professor mentality, uh, mix of blends, and you know Mike knows the American style, obviously, but Mexico and Japan, and knowledgeable. Uh, and I think I've referenced this last week that you know, the king and jr uh, just coming off, maybe their heyday, you wouldn't have called it coming off their heyday, but you know, the attitude era coming out. like you're not going to replicate, uh, Jesse and Vince or Bobby and gorilla or vent or Jr and King. So I wanted to go in a different direction and that name popped back in my brain. And I'm like, we need a different mindset, but we need someone who can sell, uh, sell the product. Um, and you know, if you were to hear, and I I've tried to think of this, uh, through the last four, five, six, seven, eight days, you know, I don't know if you ever heard Ron Fuller, uh, as a color commentator or, um, I'll call it different talent through the years that would step up to the plate, Bill Watts. Yes. he's a promoter and all those guys and they would have their straight men, but, but the promoter, that mentality, th- those guys were super salesmen. That that's, that was their job. They, it wasn't a Lance Russell, Day Brown or a, you know, gorilla, uh, and Bobby Heenan. It was Bill Watts or Ron Fuller, or you plug and play dusty on commentary. They're selling their storyline. They're, they're selling, selling, selling. So that was my mentality in that. I wanted to find a guy, uh, to b- basically fill that role that was speaking for the fan That was a fan as much as you can possibly be, but I I, I wanted it to be rough and not polished and, um, heartfelt, if you will, Uh, I hate to use the word real, but I'll say authentic, uh, and, and knowing that Don had no, you know, zero experience was a bonus for me, zero experience in wrestling you know he 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 was not a wrestling guy to me that was a huge upside mike tenay will handle all of that and then some so that was kind of the vision of of for, for me for pairing them together
0: why don't you think it worked out for don to come into wcw did you ever hear that story
1: i i, I don't know why it didn't work out but i mean i mean you you've got tony and and um arn and you know it's well documented the madness Not just my podcast, just the madness of WCW in 99 and 2000, 2001. I mean, Eric firsthand knowledge, you know, it was, there were so many things that probably were talked about that never, ever saw the light of day. So I think it's kind of one of those situations that yes, it was kind of tabled, but Conrad, you'll do a better job than me in 2000. Let's name the announcers in WCW Shivani. Mark Madden, Houghton,
0: Mark Hudson, Madden, Bobby I, Heenan, I, I mean, Mike Tanay. There's a lot.
1: A whole lot. And and that, you know, not even counting talent that can do it. Yeah. They're just there wasn't
0: a spot. What's well, interesting to me, and we talked you and I talked about this last week a little bit. If so many people thought that that Don wasn't a good commentator. And I know there were even people, you know, they have polls and and awards and all that. And they would give like worst announcer awards and, and Don West would often be considered for some of, some of those, but my man had a degree in sports broadcasting and we know up until he got sick, he still had a very successful sports talk radio show. So he is an accomplished sports talk broadcaster. He just wasn't necessarily a huge wrestling fan. Um, can you talk to me about that?
1: See, And here's, uh, so me and Don talked on the phone. I got his information and I said, Hey man, let's meet for lunch. And Conrad, you know, uh, well, you know, no, you know, my dad well enough now to know, can you just imagine me telling Jerry, Hey dad, we're going to meet over there on West end at the cooker and we're going to have lunch. I'd love for you to join us because I'd like to hear your feedback on, who I want as Mike Taney's partner? Yeah, sure. So we go in and eat lunch, and quick little synopsis of the opening of you know the the, the get to know each other, and I, Mike Taney would know the exacts. But I believe I believe Don can name the starting lineup of the Chicago Cubs going back to the fifties. Now, I don't know how much in modern years, but this is 2002, 30 years, 40 years, just an incredible brain of stats and all that in his early formative days, he won a national contest on basically, I don't want to call it trivia because I said, but, but in, in scripture, it was, uh, and they had, you know, they'd had different kind of contests. You can have the Bible in your hand and, and they would tell you, go to this book, this chapter, this verse and read it. And he could find it in his Bible the fast it and read it. He could also be the memorization of scripture was unbelievable. So Don's brain worked different than ours. I'll just say that and always has. So he's a sports guy, um, uh, you know, just a, a fascinating guy, the, the, the trivia in, in scripture, uh, you know, his, his parents deeply religious, um, but you know, in, in his DNA that came out in shop, uh, you know, uh, shop at home, uh, and also up in, you know, can you imagine this, uh, Conrad at one time, Don sold shoes. Can you imagine going in footlocker and Don West selling you a pair of shoes? You'd I'm leave several. You, you leave with 10 pair. So, so, yeah. but so that lunch with me and my dad and, and, and Don, when we got done and he's so much high energy and all this, and you know, he was very, he didn't have to be, but I mean, we knew he wasn't a wrestling guy. And I'm thinking walking back to the car. Well, dad, let me hear it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He loved it he immediately fell in love. He said, the guy's in- incredible energy and that's all we want out of him. He gave him a glowing review off of that. Now as time went on and the criticism came in and whether it was my dad or Russo or, or Dixie or the online stuff or whatever it may be, I would always kind of revert back to, he's not supposed to be polished guys. He's just, right. not." I, I just, but, um, yeah, that was the original lunch, and, and I'll never forget it. I, I remember waiting in the, you know, waiting on uh, my dad to get there, and and we went and say, seated and had a two hour lunch, and one of those days that uh, me and Don would reminisce on from time to time. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
0: Well, these days, I know you and I are both starting our day with AG1 every single day. You and I have one delicious scoop and a cup of water. That's it. And we know we're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Just everything you need to start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all of the things. What I enjoy, though, is better sleep quality better recovery, better mental clarity, more alertness. And I also like knowing that this contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial, anything it still tastes good. It's also lifestyle friendly. Whether you're trying to be keto or paleo or vegan or dairy or even gluten-free, this works for you. Works for everybody else too. It's the reason Athletic Greens has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. Think about the last time you even went to the trouble of leaving a review. Over 7,000 people love this so much, they left a five-star review. They went out of their way to seek out how to leave a five-star review. And right now, Jeff and I think it's time you reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash my world. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash my world to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. It's good stuff, man. It tastes good too, doesn't it? Conrad, you know, I just mentioned earlier that I was,
1: uh, held over. Uh, we did Seattle last Wednesday and Portland on Friday. Uh, one of the things Karen said, I know you didn't take, you didn't pack enough AG (laughs) acid. No, I sure didn't. So, uh, I made it, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, got the little travel packs. Uh, it's fantastic. I I'm, um, I'm a huge believer in it. I believe the sustained energy throughout the day. I'm sold. You don't have to folks. I'm just telling you great. Good. health it's the real deal. Start your day off with that. Uh, I I think if you follow it up with a bunch of crappy eating, it's uh, all for naught. But, uh, if you, uh, put good, uh, good nutrition in your body, I think there's a great payoff coming out.
0: Uh, Don is eventually going to leave the shop at home network and host a sports talk show on WNSR in Nashville. Um, so that means you got a chance to listen to his sports talk show. What'd you think?
1: I, I you know what it, it, and I, I, I got, well, I'll say this. I got lucky or or maybe the wrestling fan got lucky because I think if Don, and I'm not going to say he never took it serious, but if, if from Shop at home network, because he had the ability to make a three hour show fly by I think his talent is on par with a national broadcast, you know, and there's a lot out there. I I think Colin Cowherd has very few peers. He, He is engaging. He knows the sports. He knows, I'll call it the hot buttons. He knows how to, I'll say, incite deep thought. Don was on that level. And so if he would, would have ever kind of, and he did later in life, when he went out to Wenatchee, um, it was, he's a one man show. He didn't have coho. I mean, he had some folks in there, but I mean, he was the deal. He ran all the business, all the ads, all the sponsors, sold them all. He's, he was, a, 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 literally a, a one man show. And, and that's how Don liked to really operate his life. He's never, ever been a, a corporate kind of guy. Uh, that just wasn't him uh, in any stretch of the imagination. But as far as a sports talk guy, unbelievable, Conrad. I wish you could have heard uh, uh, some of his shows. He was that good.
0: I uh, I wish I could have heard some of his show. I uh, I'm a sports talk radio consumer, uh, but I never got to hear Don's show. Um. Don is the person who first introduces the world to TNA with a commercial promoting the first pay-per-view. Was this just a no brainer based on his shop at home experience? And you knew that he would bring the enthusiasm and the energy. Was there any other option considered besides Don? Did they say, maybe we should trot Jeff out front for this, or do you need somebody to just rattle off everybody? Talk me through how we get to, all right, we're going to promote TNA, and this is our big announcement. Let everybody know what's going on and when and where and how Don's got to be the guy
1: in WWE and WCW. That was, I mean, that was, we were the alternative and that was my mindset through and through, um, not always receive well internally. Um, but I was a big believer in not being so polished because WWE at the time and still is. Everything is sh- just so slick. And, and so to make us different, I'm not saying create bad TV by any stretch. I'm not saying create spots that don't sell. Don had the, again, I'm going back to his salesmanship, how to engage sales 101, um, reach out, grab the viewer and invite them into the story. Uh, it's, it's up to the creative to keep them. Uh, but, but Don could, could sell, Uh, and the energy and enthusiasm, um, that was, that was what he did best. And, and so, yes, there was, there was no brainer. It wasn't a job for Mike today. And remember it's a startup company, lean and mean, and you know, I certainly wasn't the guy to do it or anybody on the roster, as far as active talent, you can show pictures and high spots and all that. But as far as the, the VO part of it, Don was, there was no number two guy.
0: Meltzer had this to say West had never been involved with wrestling. When he did a practice broadcast with Ferrara and Scott Hudson for a Burt Prentice independent show in the era area, excuse me. Within minutes of getting to the building, he got his first taste of the chaos of wrestling as Jim Cornette at the show spit on ed because he hated ed Ferrara's Oklahoma character in WCW. That was a cruel mocking of Jim Ross, including contorting his face to make fun of Ross's Bell's palsy attacks. It was something that should have never been allowed on the air, but it was WCW and Russo was creative power and wanted to get back at Ross, who he perceived as his enemy in the WWF. Cornette and Ross had been close friends since 1983 when both were working for Bill Watts and our man, Don West is just in the middle of all this. This is his introduction to wrestling. What do you remember about this? And did Don ever talk to you about? Hey man, uh, what am I signing up for? Do you know where this took place? I assume it took place at the fairgrounds.
1: Yeah. In Nashville at the later we all affectionately called the asylum. Yeah. Um, it was, yes, it was like, uh, we came to, when I say we, me and my father pronouns, pal, me and Jerry came, uh, to, to, you know, get Don acclimated uh, the card that night, I want to say AJ Styles was on it. I think there were a couple of talent on there that we were going to watch. Uh, of course, Cornette was there and Ed was there for Don. That that's kind of the uneasiness. It's not like, uh, Don could kind of witness this and then, all right, go, go over and kind of get his feet with no, he's sitting by a guy that just got spit on. Him. <laughs> so it just, Oh, Conrad, as you say, only in the wrestling business. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, welcome to the wacko world.
0: He's, uh, basically like a fan on commentary. I mean, he's not really the, the professor like Mike Tenay, and he's not really, uh, as well-versed in wrestling or, or understands storylines as much as Ed Ferrara. But he clearly shows something because you guys are into it he needs, and this is true with every duo or, or, or trio. You got to have the right dance partner. And sooner rather than later, it becomes very apparent it's Don and Mike. When did you know their chemistry would be the, that's, what's going to click. Well, a little
1: sidebar that, that I, uh, that's a great picture for video folks. Uh, um, um, and 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 I, I I knew the story, but obviously forgot it. But Mike picked Mike picked Don up at the Waffle House to drive to Huntsville for the first show, and they bonded day one. Um, but you could tell their their chemistry because I like to talk sports. Mike likes to talk sports. Don, damn sure loved to talk sports, all kinds of sports opinions, and once he found out no matter who you were on the roster in the building, once he found out you were a Dolphins or a Cubs or he was just so knowledgeable. So, you know, it, breaking the ice with Don most of the time was off something in pop culture. It didn't have to be sports. It could be music. It could be something. Don is very, it was very conversational uh, in, in that aspect, but you know, I'll call it the first 12 weeks, uh, maybe 16 weeks, but you know, the Scrooge situation, the ups and the downs, it all just happened exactly the way it was supposed to be. I understand why Ed just kind of tapped and said, I'm out. I don't, you know, and rightly so he, him and his wife, they had to go on with their life and they weren't going to stick around. Uh, Don lived in Nashville. He had a full-time job as a, a sports radio guy. He, he had arranged that, you know. He would have to be, he could be flexible. His boss is at the radio station. Mike was all in and their bond was real quick. And, you know, at the end of the day, Don West would not have matured in the wrestling industry had it not been for Mike today. And Mike had a personal friendship with him that went outside the business. But also, Mike thought through, and the professor is, yes, it's one thing to have knowledge, but Mike would think through the whole show. Um, you know, people used to ask me, why don't you lead production meetings? Because Mike Tanay's in there. Mike led every production meeting that, that when I was uh, in, in charge, because if he's out there and, and telling the story to the fans, and Mike has the knowledge of, you know, the production side of it, the creative side of it, the talent side of it, the nuances of that, he could see a big picture. So if Mike had that, and then when the production meeting's over, him and Don are together the rest of the show, and they're kind of going through their cadence on, I don't say what happens here, what happens there, not that. It's just kind of the ebb and flow of, and and Don, again, lifetime learner had no problem saying, Hey, Mike, what do you think about this? And then they would kind of talk through things. And so it's just, you know, um, you, you watch all the great broadcasters through the years. When you see a duo, um, it's, it's the give and take that really makes the magic. Uh, no matter what, no matter how you slice it and dice it, Mike tonight, Don West were the voice of TNA 2002, 2009. It's just that simple. And I think if you unplug one or the other, you don't have the same recipe at all.
0: Talk to me about, um, how we would, did he care about wrestling criticism? You know, we've, we've talked about how he wasn't necessarily a huge wrestling fan. I'm sure he became a wrestling fan. I know he was a wrestling fan, but like, as far as, and I know you hate this phrase, but we know it exists in the bubble. He was not somebody I perceive as being in the bubble. So, if a Wade Keller or a Dave Meltzer had something critical to say, he would probably say to himself, "Self, who is Dave Meltzer and Wade Keller? Am I wrong on that? I mean, I don't feel like he gave a rip."
1: Now, I want to be because I I, I think. And look, I'm, I'm jarring my memory going back 13, 14, 20 years, 2002 to 2009. So we're, you're, you're really kind of asking 2002, 2005, 2006. Unless you went out of your way to read a Keller or a Meltzer newsletter, it, it just it's not, we're not operating in the world we live in today. So I'll say that, but Conrad, he was very aware and cared very much, but at the same time, he's a business guy and goes from the perspective. And, and look, th- that whole bubble conversation, I think, is for maybe another podcast, another day. Yeah. Yes, I think in so many ways, it's a rationalization of folks that that truly believe. There's an inside and outside the bubble. I think it's a bunch of different shades of gray that, again, I, I'll just think it's a, I think it's a rationalization in so many ways. But Don looked at it. I'm going back to kind of the, the whole linchpin of all this from a business perspective and would think to himself, why are they criticizing, okay, to get clicks, to get newsletters, uh, they can't write a rosy report. Again, he's a sports guy. News, n- new new folks that wrote the beat. Uh, yes, of a beat reporter.
0: reporter from a sports team.
1: Yeah, and they can't write fluffy r- articles every day. Matter of fact, they got to go the other way. Yes. So he looked at it from the perspective of it's, it's Dave Meltzer's or Wade Keller's or Mike Johnson's or whatever it may be. They're in their own quote unquote bubble, which is, the bubble of life, they're, they're doing what they think is best for their business. And I don't know how many times Don would tell me, boss, if you're happy, I'm happy. And I'm like, it it kind of is so simplistic that let's let me and you and Mike talk about if you've really got an issue with anything, but Conrad, I will say this, he did care what his reviews were, but I think he cared in the fact was, oh, you don't like it. How can I get better? Oh, you don't like this? Well, give me something. Give me some meat on that bone. How can I get better? That's how he looked at it. He's business. He didn't take it personal, which is so good.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... Well, I'll tell you what else is so good and that's HelloFresh. I got to tell you, this is something that you and I have been enjoying. Uh, it's always a a wonderful thing when we get a delivery from HelloFresh. Now you might be asking yourself, Hey, what is HelloFresh? Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, HelloFresh has been a big part of my life for a long time. And I'm glad we're going to talk about them here on the program today. If you've got new year's goals, well, HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. You can skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Maybe you're looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year. Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. you love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant quality meal right in your own home. Uh, and, and, and not all of us are, um, well, so good at eating well. I'm on that list. Well, eating well is top of the mind this month for all of us. It's comforting to know you can always get top quality with HelloFresh. Check this out. The ingredients travel from the farm to you in less than seven days. So you know they're fresh. By the way, they've also got fast and fresh recipes. Check this out. They've got HelloFresh's latest line of meals, which features robust flavors and filling portions that are ready in less than 15 minutes. You heard me. In less than 15 minutes. You'll enjoy taste and quality done quick with with recipes like falafel power bowls, Seared steak and potatoes for the Southwest pork and bean burritos. I am a big fan of this because, listen, we all get in ruts. My wife and I are getting ruts all the time. Where we say, man, what do you want for supper tonight? I don't know. What do you want? And we feel like we just wind up eating sort of the same stuff all the time. We want something different. That little fresh checks the box for us. And it brings us together. It's something we get to do together. And we enjoy it. Now, as you know, I'm busier than a one-armed paper hanger. But I got 15 minutes. And you want to get some brownie points, listen up y'all, you want to get some brownie points, cook with your wife, huh, roll tide. Uh, I love it. She loves it. You will too. I can't wait for you to tell us what your experience is. Go right now to hellofresh.com slash myworld 22. Use the code my world 22 for 22 free meals plus free shipping. Boy, what an offer that is. Let me repeat it. Go to hellofresh.com slash myworld22 and use the code myworld22 for 22 free meals, plus free shipping. I can't believe that's real. Hellofresh.com slash myworld22. The promo code is myworld22, 22 free meals. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Jeff, hello HelloFresh is the real deal, is it not,
1: Conrad? Guess what I'm eating Thursday night.
0: Uh, probably HelloFresh, if I had to guess.
1: Yep, and guess when it's delivered. And I've already told I've already told the Queen delivery's on Wednesday for, for okay. us. And okay. uh, and uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm I'm due to land back from the land of Los Angeles Thursday, and I already know what I'm having. I got my meals planned out this week, pal, and. You ain't just a whistling Dixie. Cook with your wife. Come on, come on, come on. Brother. hey, folks out there! Every now and then, I'll stumble upon and say something that you can take away in your pod uh, in your life. On I'll say something on this podcast that you can take away in your life or business. Conrad yes. does it often, but he just dropped a gin on a Jim Mint. And I'm gonna as DW Jim Mint ten Jim Mint ten. Conrad said that just a little, uh, Conrad yesterday, not to get it at, uh, at church. The, the message was be present. Uh, yes. and, uh, buddy, you, when you just said that, I went, yeah, man."
0: I'm telling you like, it's a little thing and listen, uh, I'm from Alabama. So you can probably imagine I'm old school. My wife takes care of me and Lord bless her for it. I take care of things. So she doesn't have to worry about them. And then she takes care of things. So I don't have to worry about them. But when we got hello fresh and I started opening the box and there she says, she calls me duty. I'm getting away inside. She goes, duty. I'll do it. And I go, no, no, we're going to cook together Bingo. The on her face. It paid dividends, boys. I don't know what else you want me to say here. Right. Let me,
1: Folks, the meals come uh, anyway, you've already uh, gave all the information. It's fantastic guys. It is absolutely fantastic.
0: And by the way, your wife is going to love it. Check it out right now. I know that you're thinking, oh, it's, it's cheaper. It is. Oh, it's better for you. It is. But when she thinks that you did it for y'all, it's going to feel like Valentine's day a month early. hellofreshcom slash my world 22. Use that promo code. My world 22. It's 22 free meals. Y'all come on.
1: Conrad. You don't have to have a wife. You can have j- just your other half, your better half. Oh yes, yeah. Um, dad, kids. I'm telling you folks. It's delicious and nutritious.
0: Oh, by the way, too, uh, that's worth mentioning. If you're trying to impress mom, invite (laughs) mom over and tell her you're cooking. Y'all are going to cook supper together. If you got a date, you're nervous about, wow, what do I do? What do I take this girl? What do I bring her over to the house and y'all cook supper together? There you go. These are pro tips, y'all. And it's free every week here on my world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You You know where that kind of goofy laugh just came from?
0: What
1: I kid you not, very rarely do we. There's, I, but you know, we, we've had other sponsors that we kind of elaborate on because they're near and dear to our heart. But we just kind of went deep on uh, Hello Fresh because it is near and dear to our heart. Do you know D Dub is just smiling
0: away, <laughs> loving it, and this is his favorite episode ever.
1: Oh, Don had such a knack, man. I'm just, uh,
0: Let, let's, um,
1: I don't know where you're going to go with it, but I was going to uh, give a, uh, a, a D-dub story that just,
0: there.
1: well, so I was texting with, with the professor and I was trying to think, because so much water has gone under the bridge. I mean, so much, I'll say that so much life has been lived. I, I'll get to the 2017 story when uh, I went back, uh, to impact TNA, Anthem, whatever it may be. That, that's a story I'll tell in a little while. But um, the warehouse, it's an unbelievable story. But in the early days, Conrad, of, of and I'm talking about the Wednesday night out at the asylum pay per views, uh, again, uh, the Scroogey thing, we had about 100 grand a week, and that included marketing. Uh, the, the Carters, we just, what kind of traction we were going to get. So the, Pay-per-view companies basically encouraged us to dive into the footprint of the WCW business, the buys. So you'll know WWE obviously very strong in the Northeast and the West Coast, traditionally speaking, when you really broke down the country. WCW, traditionally speaking, was Southeast Midwest. And that was, if you kind of look at the the heyday of the Attitude Era where the buys, you know, and 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 just how, you know, Chicago, yes, it's a WWE town, but it is an incredibly strong WCW town. Anyway, I'm getting in the weeds here. Long story short is we ended up purchasing uh, a one-minute spot every Wednesday morning on the John Boyne Village show. It's a syndicated... Uh, radio show that was in, oh my gosh, 100 markets, 200 markets back in the heyday, super, super strong. Um, you know, NASCAR, um, they played classic rock, uh, but it was, it was the footprint. And, you know, back in the day, so you'll know, Conrad, do you remember Mean Gene doing the uh Monday night update or Tuesday morning update, the Nitro? Yeah, yeah. anyway, John, you. Conrad, am I doing a good enough job for these My World listeners that don't have a clue what John Boy and Billy show was?
0: No, yeah. Everybody knows what it's a big-time morning show. I mean, you know, it's like uh, Bob and Tom or any of the other big-time morning shows.
1: Yeah, but in this era, it was a monster. It, it was late 90s, early 2000s, just a monster. Anyway, we pur- purchased uh, from their sales team, a one minute live read and John boy and Billy, um, it's that, you know, there it's their job, it's their show, but okay, we're going to let this guy come on and do a live read for a minute, maybe a give and take D dub had such a sense about him and a likability about him. He wouldn't come up for air, but in an entertaining fashion and many, many times he's done three and four minute, but they were just in amazement and ad sales would say, after the show went off there. Hey, you can't give uh Mr. West he's only purchased in 60 seconds. So we kind of have to keep him in line. Our other sponsors that are buying these ad reads, these live ad reads, we kind of gotta reel him in. So there'd be a time where, you know, they would you know, kind of start to wrap Don up at the 45 or 50 second mark. And Don would come up for air, but I mean just yank it right back in. So Don West salesmanship personality. And I have t- talked to the crew over there through the years, uh, afterwards they love Don, but Don was, he, yes, they were making money off us. Cause we were buying sponsor, you know, advertising from them, but also the entertainment value of Don selling what's coming up tonight on pay-per-view was super entertaining, regardless if you bought the pay-per-view or not, it was damn good radio and they love that. And, um, uh, Dell, uh, Dell Curry, uh, which is Steph Curry of NBA fame. Uh, his aunt was the, um, basically the producer, uh, that, that traffic cop and Don would call onto her on Wednesday mornings and they would chat a few minutes before they come on there and they struck up a relationship. But anyway, it was uh very entertaining, but a D-dub story on Again, I'm going back to his business acumen. He knew that once I get the ball, I'm rolling with it, and I'm going to make it entertaining as hell, and he did. Uh, those little things, uh, I'll, I I just I cherish. Uh, they don't make them like D-Dub anymore. They just don't.
0: No, they don't. It's just uh, one of a kind. They broke the mold, and I thought Dave Meltzer did a great job when he wrote about him in the most recent issue of The Observer. He compared Don West to Pat McAfee these days in WWE. And I feel like that's a pretty apt comparison because he brought the fan perspective and the, the excitement. I just thought they did right by Don by comparing him to Pat. And I'm sure if Don were here, he would be tickled with that too, because look at the success Pat has had with being a sports guy who got into wrestling and brings the fan perspective and the enthusiasm peas in a pot.
1: Big time, big big time. And like, I just, I I don't think, I mean, Pat and Don both could probably, well, I know know Don could, and I, I think I know Pat well enough too. If they had to, they could memorize lines, but A, they don't have to, and B, they don't need to, and C, the authenticity that they bring, well, I mean, that's why Pat's ESPN. I mean, that's why we'll see him tonight, you know, uh, he, he's just that damn good, but, uh, that fan's perspective goes such a long way in, in, uh, in especially social, that, that engagement, the viewer, yeah. the viewer loves to listen to Pat because he's speaking their language and Don spoke their language as well.
0: Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about what's next for Don Uh, with, with, with Ed gone, now he's going to try to just go all in and he becomes, for lack of a better word, a student of the game to the point that by November Meltzer gives him a lot of credit for improving greatly. And he's reacting, you know, hot at the heels and cheering on the baby faces. And there's even one iconic moment that Meltzer really loved. They nearly created a star in amazing red as the announcers were selling for his beating like crazy. Then Don West stood up on the ringside table and started screaming, go red, go, which got the crowd going nuts for his comeback. Like at a real sport. This was apparently Jerry Jarrett's idea as he was the one who told West the spot. The negative is that the place would have to come unglued had Red actually won, since red was pinned earlier in the show. It wasn't a good idea for him to get pinned again. The deal is when they were booking the finish, they had no idea the crowd would get this hot. And figured going in, since Loki and Daniels and the skipper were returning, it was the first night under Russo that they should go over. So if we had it to do over again, we would have had Red go over. But standing on the table cheering sounds a little Pat McAfee esque. And it's great to know that it all ties back to Mr. Jarrett.
1: Uh it's you know. Hats off to Pops. You know, it's just one of those things of again, listening to the people and my dad sitting at go position. Tony Falk was probably right beside him. Um those early Wednesday nights. You know, God, what a controlled chaos and all that kind of stuff. But obviously, my old man felt that okay, let's let's take this again. My dad, he he's Cause it's not old school. It's get the audience engaged in the the heat. So the baby face can make the comeback. That's what it was all about. And Don was the fans man and so into it and the people, it took the match to a whole nother level and you know, it wasn't a move. It wasn't a promo. It's just energy.
0: Let's talk about something else in The Observer. Uh, Meltzer would note June 9th, 2003. So we're about a year into our TNA experiment. The Harris twins were back twice on the show, showing no signs of a beating and never vowing revenge, nor was the beating ever acknowledged. Don West actually brought this up before the show at a production meeting, and Jarrett said that because the twins hadn't been seen until 30 minutes after the beating, there's a feeling that because West came in less than a year ago with no product knowledge, even though he's been a fast study, Jeff and more so Jerry don't take his questions seriously about the show. What's how do you respond to that? I I don't want to get on a F Dave Meltzer rant. Like we're Eric Bischoff here, but (laughs) I'm I'm curious where he gets this info. And I I know for sure it's not true. And here's how I know for sure. It's not true. Uh, I had a bunch of ideas about Nashville and you listen to every one of them. And we used a lot of them and we refined some others together and you brought, made, you know, some of my chicken shit, chicken salad, but never once did you just dismiss it and say, well, that's terrible. You might say, well, have you thought about this? And together it got better, but I just don't see you just being like, oh, yeah, 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 I don't see that.
1: And look, I'm going to do my best in 2023 Conrad. Um, it's, it's Dave's job
0: yes to create drama
1: well to, well intrigue I'll, I'll take it a step further in 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 all respect of don west and this podcast to drive revenue yes that's that's what that's what dave does that's what uh vince russo does that's what eric bischoff does that that's that is what drives i mean look at Did you see where I'm getting off a tangent? Did you see where Greg Gutfeld is destroying everybody else in late night ratings? I haven't. Adam Sandler's paid like 40 or 50 million a year and on broadcast and Gutfeld's on little old Fox news. But I just saw that in an entertainment blog, but, but I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's all about driving viewer engagement. So look, who, who knows how Meltzer got, that blurb and either twisted it or in Dave's defense, maybe he did hear it from a Scott Damore, a Shane Douglas. I'm just literally throwing out names in those early days who were in the production meeting. Um, I mean, I could go down, to uh, uh, was it Russo? Was it, you no, know, Ed was already gone. Uh, Mike, my dad, <laughs> I mean, who knows? I, I don't, you know, but I can tell you this. Don's. Overall vision, I don't believe I ever took it for granted. Just because he just had a different knack. He he did. And I'm sure there's been talent or plenty of folks that I would hear it and and maybe maybe I did dismiss it. Nobody's perfect, but but uh not Don. J- just because of his business acumen.
0: Let's talk about some of the iconic moments that Don had in TNA. At least from my perspective, Uh, the first silly one, I guess. I think we're maybe three weeks in, and y'all had him get hit in the head with a kendo stick by puppet. Puppet, yeah. Goodness gracious! Welcome to wrestling. We're gonna have this little person hit you in the head with a cane.
1: Yeah, entertainment. Uh, Don was always up for it, but Don would, Don would say, "Now wait a minute." But his whole "wait a minute" was. I want to understand this. I want to do the very, very best possible job I'm going to do. But Don also had the, uh, wherewithal to know if I do this this week, but if I do it a month from now, tonight's not going to be nuts or a month from now, you know, the, the, the relativity of everything, the sensibility of it. Um, and I'm, I'm beating this in the ground, but Don understood that about sales and Lord, like Every good salesman, Conrad, how many times you heard this? Every, what's sales? It's all sales.
0: <laughs> yeah, everything sales. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, another big moment, and, and maybe one of the biggest in TNA history. Kurt Angle's debut. Don's selling of that announcement in video. It's amazing, is it not?
1: So this is one of those days that... I was in the, you know, I knew that I was going to be just how the announcement was going to go down. And we all, me from a personal perspective, having the ability and Bob Carter got behind, you know, everybody got behind it. Okay, here's a guy jumping from WWE. Uh, He's a wrestling machine. He fits with the brand. All that being said is, but knowing in my brain, this clip Hopefully we'll live for the next three, six, nine, twelve months. It's it's like Joe Buck telling that story. When you get in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl, man, if you ain't dialed in, you're never going to be de- get out of the business because iconic plays that can, you know, be shown at a players hall of fame, the potential is there. And so Don knew that. Mike Tanay knew that. We, we, you know, the, the ones that were a part of this production get the right reaction. When you go back and hear it today, I pretty safe to say Don overshadows is all of us. The video was good. And Kurt looking up in the, you know, making eye contact with the camera was good. And I'm selling in the ring as a heel and all this, but Don's voice and the people, I'll say this, the people jumping up and down in the impact zone, Don's voice was as excited or more. That's hard to do. It is hard
0: to do. And it wasn't just these major signings and announcements. My most vivid TNA memory of all, because I was a Wednesday nighter. I would, I would go to the shows when I could, but I would always order the pay-per-view, but something I still can't believe happened. And I still don't think gets enough credit. Elix Skipper walking the top of the cage turning point 2004. Is an unbelievable visual. And you would think, well, that's all you need. But to me, Don West's call of this, you've got to be kidding me, is like the TNA version of The Undertaker throwing mankind off the cell and JR's, good God Almighty, as God is my witness, he's been broken in half. It's the same thing. This is the TNA equivalent here. And I just feel like because it, wasn't wwe or or it doesn't have the platform that wwe has or whatever it's sort of glossed over but yes elix skipper is the one who who made that beautiful music that we still are like what are we watching but don west was the voice of us and put amazing lyrics there you've got to be kidding me it was a special moment with or without that commentary but with it man it's just special it's amazing.
1: Uh, it's, it's like, uh, in the music business, when a guy masters an album, you think, well, what's he really doing? I mean, is, is he creating? No, he's mixing it. And, and just like the, any form of entertainment, it really takes a massive army, a, a massive team. I'm, I was in the, uh, Delta line, uh, the other morning and, you know, production folks leaving home and, you know, I just, thought to myself, what an army of team, because without the announcers, without the referees, without the lighting, without the sound, just, and, and look, people in a building, uh, if you watched dynamite and, and rampage last week, I thought the mix, I mean, the people were deafening, but the people at home, Karen could feel it. People could feel, you know, it, so, so it just takes, it takes the entire production crew but don in those iconic moments makes that viewer remember the moment had he not said you know whatever it's it's don creates the legacy with that lyric no doubt or any announcer that has that you know those iconic moments but uh Yep. Oh, Elix, uh, probably owes D Dub some gratitude because without Don's call of that, but no, it, it takes, it takes the team, no doubt.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we had a whole team of folks in Baltimore, uh, me and Don and a few others enjoying ourselves at Jimmy's famous seafood. Oh boy. And they are a proud sponsor of today's program. Jimmy's famous Now we can bring Baltimore to you and Jimmy's famous seafood. Is the best crab cakes in the world. Seriously. They're so good. They will ruin you from ordering them anywhere else. You'll never order crab cakes anywhere else. Once you've had these, uh, they are Jim Mint 10 you might even say they got the soups, the chowders, the oysters, the signature steaks, plus desserts and all the gluten-free items you can shake a stick out. But here's, what's cool about Jimmy's famous seafood. You don't have to live in Baltimore. They'll deliver it to your door because they're shipping food nationwide. And now you can use promo code myworld to get free 2-day nationwide shipping on orders over 125 bucks. I want to remind you that this is seafood, y'all. The expense is usually in the shipping because you got to get it fresh. Cuz everything at Jimmy's is fresh. Well, you can't be free when you use promo code myworld. Now what's cool is it makes a great gift. If you're still looking for a gift, Maybe you just want to host a party or the the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Man, they got you covered. The world-famous gift box has the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, four of them, two different crab soups, a crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature bay sauce. Maybe you want some traditional tailgating foods. They got you covered there too. The tailgate bundle has two pounds of wings, a full rack of ribs, a pint of crab dip and crab cake mix or you can create your own package. I really believe in this business. This is uh, our old pal, JR recently said, Hey, shop local. You might not be local Jimmy's famous seafood, but the spirit of supporting small business owners exists with this family. This is not owned by a corporation. This is a family owned restaurant that goes four decades deep. They've been all over every television program in the world. And now you need to see what all the fuss is about. Jimmy's famous seafood.com. Sincerely the best crab cakes I've ever had. And it's also the worst kept secret in all of wrestling. Did you know that a lot of the guys who are on the AEW or WWE roster for that matter, the Ravens or the Orioles, they get their meal prep from Jimmy's famous seafood, you can get on there and you can select exactly what you're looking for. You can say, Hey man, I want Turkey. You know what? Give me an extra helping of Turkey. And I want this type of rice. No, I don't want the rice. I want vegetables. And they're going to tell you how many calories it is. They're going to ship it to you. And I'm telling you, buddy, you spend more than 125 bucks, you get free two-day shipping. That's where the cost is. Jimmy's is hooking you up here Famous Seafood.com. We can't say enough nice things about them, can we, Jeff?
1: That was a part of my Ravens pick earlier. Got, got to go with my man, Jimmy's. So you went against him, but no. Uh, we've had fun in the past. Uh, but no, John, I mean... Folks, I've said it on here many times. Best crab cakes in the world, are none. It's that simple. Folks, got football coming up. Got Super Bowl parties being planned. I would highly, highly, highly recommend. If you want to throw out a great spread at your Super Bowl party, mbcfood.com.
0: Check it out. Use that promo code MYWORLD. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk about another couple of iconic moments of Dawn. And TNA. And There's the infamous high five between Don and Mike that comes after Christy Hemi hands Don an envelope. It says the new management will debut at Slamiverse 306. And Samoa Joe is going to take on Scott Steiner. There's the hilarious visual of Kurt putting the ankle lock on Don and Don selling. Just hilarious. Later that year, when you hit Sting with a guitar shot at Bound for Glory and Sting no sold it and screamed, just Don's voice and inflection it just made it all. He's going to do everything for you guys. Not only sell the merch on the house shows, which Bruce Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard has given a lot of credit for how successful he was that sometimes the profitability of running a house show could be summed up in two words, Don West. Not because he helped sell tickets or, or, or told great stories in the ring, but because he would make sure that everybody bought something. And you see him there. If you're watching along with us on YouTube, he, uh, he could do it all. He could even host press conferences for you guys, but with the economic turndown in 2008, he, uh, he gets an afternoon sports talk show in Nashville because he's going to let get, let go. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the 2008 circumstance
1: on his radio show. Getting let go. Yes. See, I, I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but so let me, uh, and I was trying to piece this together uh, actually on the research. When we went from one to two hours and our taping schedule, and I'm saying the spike deal produced producing impact, his ability to be at home was greatly diminished because uh, again, we went from just the the, the time, the the amount of time he could be in Nashville. It it just started to, he had to kind of make a decision and WNSR, he probably stayed longer than he physically could as far as allocating time, but really the time had come. Um, So if you kind of look at the the timeline, Conrad 2008, we started running more house shows. So him being a sports talk host, a a wrestling on-air commentator and running, uh, merch on the road with live events, something had to give. It's really just that simple.
0: So unfortunately, uh, Don is, um, going to be without that radio income. And then we try something we never thought we would see Don West as a heel. Uh, we see Mike today and Don West shown on camera and,
1: this is 2009, right? we we've skipped. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: And, and, and West is going to get upset and tell today, Hey, while you're in ass kissing mode, why don't you kiss Sting's ass as well? <laughs> today, it's like, what are you talking about? West yanks off his mic clip says there's something he, that needs to be said. He stands up, holds the wireless mic. So now it's not just through the broadcast, but the house can hear him too. And he says, we've called every TNA match together. We've been in each other's houses. Our wives are best friends today. Cuts him off. He's like, Hey, what is this about? And he goes off and says, Hey, I know there was a, a TNA management meeting held a few days ago and my name came up and you didn't pick sides. You wouldn't speak up for me. You're nothing but a selfish prick. You could have done the right thing, but you didn't have the balls. And I don't know what my future holds, but I know two things. Number one, our friendship will never be the same. And number two, you can take this microphone and shove it up your ass. he throws the mic down and walks away. And I guess the story we're being, we're trying to tell here is that Taz is going to come into the company and Russo is looking to move on from Don. What'd you think of this idea and creative? I'm going to
1: keep this entire show, uh, moving and upbeat, but I mean, it goes without saying, I, Don being a heel wasn't in him. Uh, I, I, understood completely philosophically, but the fact of the matter is, Dixie, I, I, again, I, I, it, look, it, if, if anything was attached to Jeff, uh, it, it had a stink on it, a stigma on it from Dixie's viewpoint. Um, I, I assume, uh, you know, and I, I, look, I don't assume. I, I know that the factors were Dixie going to events and we got to make it move we got to make a change but i was equally concerned with the revenue that he was creating in the live events so you're going to make him a heel on the tv show but he's going to go out on friday saturday and sunday and be babyface that doesn't jive, but we also are going to have to kind of set up while mike and don i mean it it it, it was a mess it, it was a mess um i never liked it uh, I know Don never liked it. I mean, we talked about it. It, it was it, it was what it was, and and I know that I'm probably stealing in a direct quote from him. It is what it is. It was what it was. It let's let's move on from it. Uh, but you know they're they're, they're looking at um, she wanted change, and that's what she got. And I think this is another one of her decisions that just was not a good company move. I don't think in any shape, form, or fashion. If you wanted to replace him, just take him off. Why switch heel? That—that I that, that mean, you know, did I agree with replacing him? Absolutely not. It, it had, you know, he had been a part of the recipe for success. Was it all perfect? Absolutely not. Were all the storylines great? No. Were all him and Mike's announcing great? No. But to switch him heel. The proof's kind of in the pudding. What did it last a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month? Yeah, it was short-lived. He's
0: going to, I guess the new twist is going to be, Hey, now he's, uh, he's an alcoholic because you did a thing on TV where he shows up and says, Hey, you didn't tell me the tapings were starting early today. Why didn't anybody tell me? And Mike says something like, Hey, it starts the same time. It always did. And, uh, I smell like alcohol and very quickly it's dropped. Meltzer would say this. They've toned down the West heel turn per orders from the top. That was quick. They felt they went too far with it and had to get it under control. The way it was at pay per view and TV is the way they want it, with West playing the subtle heel. I guess they recognized it was getting in the way of selling the product. West is more of a heel only when the beautiful people are out there and also when the baby faces do something outrageously stupid. Honestly, making Tanae stick up for the faces in those situations still buries Tanae's credibility as the lead announcer having a connection with the viewing audience that is almost a necessity to build the product. Um, the new Don West role is patterned almost completely after Bobby Heenan. What is impressive about West is I don't think he ever even saw much of Heenan or studied him. Mike Tanay was Heenan's best friend in WCW. So he knows how to work with Heenan to make him shine. The West situation is interesting because nobody knows what his future is. The expectation is Taz is coming in. And for a short-term role as Joe's mentor, but will eventually become a manager. And people don't know if that means a three-man booth or how it affects West. Most likely Taz would not replace Tanae since Tanae plays a different role. (sighs) Listen, I think we both think a lot of both Don West and Taz. Um, But to me, Taz felt like a WWE commentator on TNA. And Don West felt like a TNA guy. And I don't say that to disparage Taz at all. I think we both know how talented he is and how passionate he is, but still at this point, the company is starting to fill up with former WWE guys. Now, of course, Taz would say, I'm not a WWE guy. I'm I'm a, my family guy. And I get that. I'm just saying as a fan from the outside, looking in Don felt more like a quote unquote TNA original. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh gosh. And me and Taz talked this past week about it. And he, look again, it was what it was. He, he felt uncomfortable in the whole pos- positioning and the situation that went down and look, Taz trying to provide for his family. Yes, and yeah. it, it all kind of is what it is. But at the end of the day, Dixie Carter and it, look, it's, she had positioned herself in this, you know, she, she, She had the authority to do this and she made the decision. And I think again, history will show it it wasn't the right decision. And I'm, 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 it is (laughs) what you just said. It branded the product. Now look, Hogan and, and several others really got into the WWE light. Yes. Really created the TNA, LOL. If, if and the worm's turning on that, Conrad, we'll have that conversation offline. You can there's some unique comments that i've I've recently seen, but we'll see how that pans out. That's neither here nor there. but um taking the duo apart mm-hmm. what i thought hurt the product um i I know, and this is something that. Oh man. When you, you know, at times Conrad doing this podcast, it, it bubbles up all the emotions. Yes. Yeah, you can, yeah, I hear that. Yes. But here's kind of the thing that the relationship was so fractured between me and Dixie. I mean, in so many ways, personally and professionally, Spike TV hated it. Hated what taking Don out of the equation.
0: Mm. He
1: wasn't he he wasn't an issue. Now look, do you want to make it a three man booth for a couple of months? You know, but but why break up that duo that had been a part of Saturday nights at one hour, Thursday nights at one hour off prime, one hour prime, yeah, all that. Now look, here's kind of the problem with it. It's their responsibility to let Dixie know they wouldn't. They just went, well, whatever you think, whatever you think, you know, and then you get Hogan in there and you get all that. It, it just, it already moved on, but. Uh, it wasn't Let me say
0: this too, Jeff and boy, I know we're getting off side. We're, we're trying to do a Don West show. exactly. Bless us. But, um, I'm just going to say it. I don't think anybody watches a wrestling show based on who the commentator is. I really don't, but I do think that you start to develop a relationship. If you're a regular watcher or viewer, you start to develop a relationship with those personalities, which is why so many people all these years later are nostalgic about Jr. and the King. And just like they are about today and Don West. And I, again, I am personal friends with Taz and really, really love the guy, but I don't think somebody was going to go so far as to say, man, I never watched TNA. But now that Taz is doing commentary, I'm going to give it a shot. I just don't think that's the way it works. I like when I, I, understand when, when Tony Khan made the decision to go sign JR before we had TV, because in my head, if you're going to go start pitching this new TV show from this new league that nobody's ever heard of with stars that maybe they weren't familiar with again, not being ugly, but if I'm a television executive and you say, we're bringing Kenny Omega and the young bucks and us people in the bubble, know. Well, that's maybe the best singles wrestler and the best tag team, but does someone at a major corporation who's at best, a casual wrestling fan, which means WWE, they probably don't know who that is. So if you just say, well, listen, we've got the best wrestlers of today and the future. They are the elite wrestlers in wrestling. Oh, and by the way, we've also got Chris Jericho. Have you heard of him? Well, yeah, but what's this show going to look or sound or feel like? Well, the guy who did all those other TV shows, Keith Mitchell, he's going to be making sure the show comes together and looks good. Yeah. But what's the show going to look or sound like? Well, you know who Jim Ross is the hall of fame announcer. Good old JR with the, yeah, I love that guy. Whatever happened to him? Well, he's with us now that gets you that conversation. I get how, okay, that's going to help close a deal. And certainly when fans are trying to check it out and they hear a familiar voice. Yes, I get it. But at this point, TNA was not a startup. TNA was not looking for an identity. They already had one. Now, are they trying to grow? Sure. So when you sign a Kurt Angle, oh, shit, Kurt Angle's wrestling over there in the main event? I got to go watch. Well, I wasn't going to watch, but now that I know they have a new color commentator, I'll give it a shot. That's not the same thing, right, Jeff?
1: Conrad, that first part of your uh, uh, soapbox, I'm taking you to the next pitch meeting, but no, that—that that is, I have done those type pitches in multiple variations, both domestic and internationally in, in the process, because however you slice it and dice it, the chairman who's back in the seat, um, his father and his grandfather, it's that iteration of this is what they know. This is Coca-Cola. This is Kleenex. This is the, the, the common brand. So you have to bring, uh, analogies, threads, connections where that person sitting behind the desk who ultimately writes the check that goes, okay, I can see that. Oh, I, I can resonate. Yes. You're spot on. Here's another analogy that I'll kind of give you Conrad that, uh, kind of relates, uh, to, to ad free shows, all this go watch a wrestling match without a referee mm-hmm. you go, Hmm. Something oh no, we're missing the ref. Okay, that, that's one. But then take it up the next. Go watch a wrestling match with the on match. mute. W- w- well, I'll well, on mute one. But I was going to take the referee analogy one step further with a referee who's out of place multiple mm. times. I see. That is when you go, oh my god, Th- this wrestling is terrible. Yeah, the referee. Yeah. You know, so so that's how I look at at, at uh, the, the the announcers. If you don't have good ones, you notice it. If you have great ones, you go, "Oh, god, that show was great." So, in a lot of ways, when you hear a different voice, no matter who it was, okay, that beat, that tempo of that cadence that I've been watching every week has changed. What's changed about it? I just think it's a it, it was it was a risk that she didn't have to run and she did. And I'm not saying it's, you know, but it just, it, it, it was not a good one. And then what you just said, watch any sports show without sound. It's just not the same.
0: And by the way, I, I don't want anything to be misconstrued here. We both think Taz is great at his job. L- listen just, to him. <laughs> you ain't kidding. He's fantastic. But I am just saying this was an, un- so listen, if we want to bring him in for a pay-per-view, we want to, uh, th- there's going to be a second show. We're going to do one hour this way and one hour that way. This whole thing, I think, even Taz would say, "Oh, we probably could have did that a little better." And by the way, not Taz's fault.
1: And no, we talked.
0: I mean, that's yeah. what I, We talked this week with Taz.
1: I, 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 I literally, we had this conversation. He knew that he, he knew that I knew, because we were talking about Don. That, that he was put in a uncomfortable situation. But hey, we had to make the best out of it. Taz's kid needs the taste slapped out of his mouth, but that's a whole nother story. But, 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 uh, Taz is a hell of a broadcaster and proves it week in week out.
0: Let's, uh, let's talk about some of the news and notes here. I I, want to do, uh, some happy, happy, joy, joy, but I do want to at least acknowledge this Meltzer would say Taz has already taken over for Don West as the color commentator on TV, starting with the show that airs on eight twenty. As been noted several times when Don West heel turn started, it was an effort by people on his side to keep him in his role because there were factions that wanted him out. What was interesting is that it was almost universal. He was doing well in the role. Still, when Taz was hired, it was ultimately to be an announcer with the idea that when the Taz Samoa Joe angle ran its course, he'd take over the spot and nobody had an answer regarding what would happen to West. The word got around at the pay-per-view West is staying with the company working in merchandise and has been told that if the company gets a new TV show, he'll be announcing on it as noted, since the Taz move has been planned from the day he signed. The only question was when it would happen or if they do a three-man booth, unlike the Dutch mantel move, this was probably not a move based on Jeff Jarrett losing power and his allies being eliminated. And not long after Dave would write this. There's a ton of second guessing the announcer changed since Don West." was liked by most people in the company, including some of the top name wrestlers. It was a Dixie Carter decision and West was considered a Jeff Jarrett guy. Although as noted, the move was in the works long before Jarrett was removed from creative power. A lot in the company noted how the style of announcing is completely different with less going a hundred miles per hour and a more WWE style. And they consider that a negative at this point, Don had been in this role. This is important to remind everybody since the beginning seven years uh now maybe you didn't grow up watching tna but a lot of folks did and this is like losing you know their bobby or their gorilla or whoever eventually don does come back and he's going to manage red well not so much manage as promote the problem is well red is a smaller human being and don was not exactly it only lasts a couple of months but i thought he did great and so did Meltzer. West was excellent in his role. He dropped with the he he dropped with the new regime. Let me start over. West was excellent in his role, dropped with the new regime. If the idea is that the dynamic between West and Red doesn't really work, which I agree with, that's fine. If West isn't put with a top act, preferably someone he isn't twice the size of, to take advantage of his talking ability, then it will depress me to no end how badly their eye for talent is. The deal is Wes doesn't have the TV look. So that first reaction of seeing him is negative until you hear him cut a promo and then realize he's got the potential to be top five in the business at it. It's just amazing when you think about it, that here's Dave Meltzer, the foremost wrestling critic who at a time when everybody was going LOL TNA, he's saying, Hey, if y'all can't figure out what to do with this dude, I give up all hope. He he said he could be top five as a promo. And it's like, golly, man. And and of course, as we said, his focus becomes merchandise. He's running the house shows. And in March of 2010, it's reported that the house show business is way up. And all the credit is going to you, Don and Jeremy. You're doing the media. Don is doing the live merch and Borash is running his ass off. And Meltzer would say that some of the shows were doing as much as $20 a head in merchandise. And let me explain y'all that's more than some of these folks paid in tickets. So they might actually make more money from selling swag than they do actually bringing the show. It's funny watching the TV commercials for the house shows, because the only thing they promote is that Don West will be there for the insane deals. The funny thing is people who go say West is one of the highlights of the shows because of how hard he works at the merchandise booths, which is just a credit. Think about this. These are folks who came to watch a wrestling show. And one of their takeaways is, man, that guy's on the merch He was pretty good. Isn't that amazing?
1: He was, a he was, he was, it was amazing to watch. I'll say that. And though, you know, I think back, uh, 2010, um, You know, I I had come back into the company and Bob Carter, uh, you know, I'll call it Panda. We had defined a role that I was to focus on live events and international. And as it relates to live events, I can remember getting with market reps and basically saying, line me up every radio hit you can. And I would hit, um, you know, I would Friday morning, uh, I would do phoners for the Saturday show in between my live hits on Friday and then on Friday afternoon drive, I'd go do the same. I'd call into wherever we were going on Saturday, but also I'd do in studio uh, on Friday afternoon and hit all those hits. And, uh, Craig Jenkins and Don and JB and myself, and we would do funny contest on these radios and the DJs. I'm like, Hey, they're going to get to meet Don West and, so-and-so wrestler or whoever's going to be there. But anyway, we talked up the energy and excitement and the, uh, you know, fan engagement and, you know, backstage and when two passes to go backstage during intermission, all that kind of stuff that collectively we got together to drive the insight, the, 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 the exciting component of it. Um, you know, it, it worked, it worked, in so many different ways, as we got into 2010, 2011, when you started looking at, and this is something that I still am kind of amazed at, look, I could sit here and harp on the negative, but in reality, that obstacle created such an opportunity. And the obstacle being, there have been many, many, I've referenced this, there have been many, many uh, TV shows on impact and going into the live events that weekend Everybody that is at the live event, the live event that weekend, they weren't even on the TV show because it was Hogan and others that weren't making live events. So me, Don, JB, what were we forced to do? We couldn't really say, Hey, come see this main event. Uh, you know, whoever it may be, we had to sell much more sizzle than steak just by the nature but that created such an opportunity. And now those opportunities have turned into memories because we had runs there. I think the highest Don did was either twenty-eight or twenty-nine bucks ahead. I know in Wenatchee, Washington State, where he later went, the guy who ended up hiring him sat back and watched Don. And after Don, after the night that night, he said he walked up to him and said, Can I hire you? I want you here on the hockey team. And Don just he didn't dismiss it but he's just like ah I like this gig and and moved on that was the first introduction we went back a second time and I want to say maybe a third time and that's when Don will get to that but but that's his ability and at the end of the day I think Bruce would probably admit this a lot of folks would go oh my god it's too corny he's doing this do that but when you drilled it right down to it what Don was selling was value yeah he literally would, okay, these brown bags, and I'm going to put DVDs. Well, how do we have all those DVDs? Well, when you do a run of DVDs of not thousands, tens of thousands, you're always going to have aged um, merchandise. So the aged merchandise, you kind of have to, to, to make a decision. You want to move it now at a lesser price? Well, sure. So Don would take aged merchandise, whatever it may be, shirts, action figures. There's a Jack-specific story that – to this day, blew everybody away. But he would take action figures, DVDs, put them in the brown bag, have a T-shirt that that was on uh, um, you know one of, one of our hot sellers, but package all that up. When what you were actually buying was value, it was worth a lot more than that brown bag. That's why Don could do the repeat business. Because people walked away, they were elated at the deal they got. I mean, elated. And Don would walk you through that as a salesman would, but then day the product sold and he would tell you that he just had a gift of gab, how to roll it out. But man, oh man, super successful. And, and, uh, yeah, me, Jinx, Earl Hebner was a part of their van. Uh, there there was a crew, uh, Jason James, but anyway, there was a crew that, uh, that on the road. Uh, but I miss those days, but you know, I'm grateful that I got to have him. I, I really, really am. Uh, seeing Don do his work and all of us collectively working our butt off, it was. It, it's something that, you know, we don't remember the dollars. We don't remember the long road trips. As I sit here today, I really remember the opportunity to get to work and learn from
0: Don. Just the best. Uh, I I don't know if you uh, follow Jeremy Borash on Twitter or, or on Instagram. I imagine you do, but he posted something a week ago. It was an image of him and Don showing off the new TNA world heavyweight championship. And he wrote Don West loved to reference a fictional man. He knew as Sam Levitas. Anytime someone in conversation would bring up an accomplishment and brag about it, he would casually mention as serious as can be that his friend Levitas had done something similar, but better and more impressive. If you had a 500-foot home run, Levitas will not hit a 502-footer, blindfolded, and hungover. Levitas one-upped everyone, and DW knew exactly when to drop it in. Don was one of the funniest people I've ever met and was an absolute sweetheart of a human being. Even Sa- Sam Levitas couldn't top. There will never be another. RIP, my friend. And I got a text from our, our mutual friend, Matt Coon, who says, I'll never forget. The green room at StarCast One after All In. You, this is talking about me. What do you think, Don? And Don says, I agree. And I said, Didn't you just say the opposite? And Don said, I changed my answer to agree with you because you signed the checks. We all roared. <laughs> Don West was just the man. There's no other way to say it. Mm. He was with you guys 10 years. In June of 2012, Meltzer would say, and what is actually a much bigger story than what it would appear to be on the surface. Don West, 48, who's been with the company since its inception in two has given his notice. He'll be taking a job as a general manager, as you said, of the North uh, of the team in, in, in Washington, the North American Hockey League. He spent 10 years up there, did radio, did his whole thing. He he certainly enjoyed success on the other side of wrestling. And what I enjoy most about Don. Is that my man got to do it on his terms? He still had a job with TNA. He realized, hey, man, I'm not having as much fun and I like this new opportunity. And he jumped at it and he made it work. And that confidence in yourself and in himself, it, it was who Don was. And he left such an impression that both AEW and WWE acknowledged Don. Of course, Impact did, but my goodness, like, This is a guy who was universally loved and somebody that, Hey, when you announce GFW global force wrestling, and that's a story for another day, you made sure to let everybody know, Oh, Don West is with me. And even when you came back to TNA in 2017, Don West is back doing shop TNA stuff. Like there can't be enough praise. We can heap on Don West today. I don't think.
1: Going through the research and reading. And when Don came in the office, I'll never forget it. 209 10th Avenue South coming station. Don came into the office to give his notice. And I'm not going to, that's a, we'll, we'll cover the ins and outs of it. But when he gave his notice and then came and we, we, we knew, but we did know. But Conrad, when I looked him in the eye and I'm like, wow. And I can tell you, he left the office and I went in my office, shut the door. And I was just like, wow. And then later that day, if I recall correctly, Dean Broadhead was in there too, me, Andy and Dean just kind of sat in the office and just kind of looked at each other and like. okay we ain't going out of business by any stretch but let's not kid ourselves we can't replace don we we just you know how how, what is yes we you know but but we need to probably really look at budgets and retool things and relook at things because the blueprint is here but don I don't want to get out over our skis when you look over at that merch of online and, uh, you know, live event sales and everything that goes with it and the driver of it and the energy and the compassion, uh, passion for it, that I just don't know that we're going to hit the numbers as if Don was here. That was the real conversation that took place. And, and um you know i've and i've talked about this uh I've, I've screwed up so many times no need to go into that but in 2017 when i went back Conrad, um the anthem folks you know when we're looking at the whole everything soup to nuts did you know they didn't even have a a completely accurate accounting of of this merch but i'm like there's a way we can unload this. And Don said, hell yeah, give me the counts. And so I want to say he went well at over a million bucks on his liquidation sale. And it was, it just, Don had a knack and we've talked about that. Don wasn't afraid to roll up his sleeves and, and do that and just kind of put the whole combination together. If what you just and I'm, I'm I'm going a long way around to saying it, is that I don't think there were I think some th- Don if me and you were sitting here today and I'm not going to say bitter I'm just going to say it could have been easy for Don to say I'm not interested I, I I'll pass Jeff but to me the friend that he was to me personally and also the integrity that the dude had and the enjoyment and life that he would get out of yeah, man, give me a challenge. I'm going to knock this thing out of the park. He did it at Starcast View. That um, that that's that 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 is Don. So there's so many stories like that that you just go, man, I'm going to miss that dude so much.
0: I, uh, I I want to do a few more about Don, but before we do, I want to remind everybody that in my real life, I'm helping people save money every single day at SaveWithConrad.com. And if you find yourself in a circumstance, Or you need to throw a couple of house payments over the top rope, we can do that. See, at SaveWithConrad.com, we'll make sure you have no house payments for the next two months. It's your single biggest bill, and if you got to pocket all of that cash for two months, well, that starts your new year, right? If one of your new year's resolutions is to get out of debt, save money, something like that, come on, we can kill two birds with one stone right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But if you're in a 30 year loan, if you've got credit card debt, man, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much. Once you owe, it's up to you how to pay it back. Why not pay as little as you can? Why not get the cheapest monthly payments you can? Why not get rid of all that unnecessary interest? I mean, seriously, what's your interest rate on your credit card right now? 15%, 20%, 30%. You know you can do better. Let us show you how at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, and I want to remind you too, feel free to check out our reviews anytime. You'll see we have an A-plus rating with the BBB. And if you go over to conradreviews.com, you'll see well over a 1,000 reviews, well over a thousand five star reviews. Our average right now is 4.72. The most recent one, Chastity, leaves us a five-star review. She says, easy to work with and very helpful in guiding us through the process. Would definitely recommend Jeffrey in North Carolina left us a five-star review and said, everyone was very helpful, especially Diane. It was a great experience, even for someone with less than perfect credit. 100% recommend find out how much money you can save right now for free at save with conrad.com. And, uh, I want to get two more questions about Don in here, and then we'll put a bow on this one. Uh, Mark Cyrus, who's watching over in our group chat. Uh you get these shows not just early and ad free, you get them live. You get to actually ride along with us and be our live studio audience when you join at adfreeshows.com. Mark wants to know, Jeff, what's the one thing you learned from dying that has impacted your career the most?
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, and Conrad, I know uh me and you could turn this easily into a three hour or a four hour. I was just sitting here thinking, um, on how many things we hadn't gone into, but at another time they'll be dropping in cause we'll be talking about TNA often, but what is the one thing that he taught me that has impacted my career in sales? Conrad, you, I want you to help me out on this, but Don had a way, don't go from A to Z, go from A to B, B to C, C to yes. D, the, the steps and the progression of storytelling. And I'm saying Don did that in salesmanship. He also did that in his sports talk show. He would also, uh, j- just, uh, but, but.
0: They call it the little yeses, Jeff. In sales, they say you got to get a little yes, a lot of <laughs> little yeses, to get to the big yes. So you get a lot of. So Don would use what's known as tie downs, and I use that sometimes here on the show. I don't mean to; it's just a natural habit. So I would say, is that fair to say? Wouldn't you agree? You know, yeah. Those little the little things you put at the end of a sentence where you're just looking for a little yes, and then you get the big yes at the end, and that's what was so special about Don. And I know that I have a passion for sales and he did too. Maybe that's why we were kindred spirits and we like Jeff and wrestling and maybe some other things anyway. Um, (laughs) we both enjoyed how it affected our real life. Like I'm sure he could occasionally be a real human, but whenever I was around Don, which was a decent amount of time, my man was always upbeat and positive and glass half full. And that's the attitude you have to have to be successful in sales. But I don't think that's the right sentence. That's the attitude you have to have to be successful in life. And Don, yep. was that?
1: Bingo. I knew my man, my partner, that was it. The, the little yeses in life that he yeah. would, Hey man, we got 300 miles and we've got load in tomorrow at two and, and we've got to take all that merch or ring or whatever. It's going to be hard to back the truck in and all this blah, 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 blah. Hey, guess what? We're going to have a lot of help there to help us. Oh, I mean, the positive glass yeah. always have full Don. Yeah. So the little yes is with the positivity. So Mark, going back to your question, the energy of Don West is something that I believe I carry with me to this day. And I say that in the positive energy of gratitude. He, he was a very, and that was part of his upbringing. He, he's, he's very, very, uh, spiritually based.
0: We, uh, we went longer than we anticipated today because we both love Don West and we're, I feel like we're not even halfway done, but we are going to start winding things down and putting a button on this show. We're going to be back next week with more regularly scheduled programming. We're going to talk about the TNA show that we skipped last week. Uh, and we'll get back in the saddle again, but I want you to get in the saddle over at adfreeshows.com. Not only could you have been a part of this live studio audience, but in addition to that, you could have joined Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick live on the exact 25th anniversary of Starcade 97 to talk about the infamous fast count or was it really it's available now on demand anytime over at adfreeshows.com. And this month Shows is bringing you another premium watch along event as we celebrate the 35-year anniversary with the first Royal Rumble. It's hard to believe it's been 35 years ago, but you're going to be able to watch that match back live with the winner of the very first Royal Rumble, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's going to join ad-free shows on January 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern. But maybe my favorite piece of content and the best-reviewed piece of content we've ever created, I've heard that multiple times now, is the brand-new program called The Book with David Crockett. We're joined by a member of Wrestling Royalty, Mr. David Crockett, for something we're calling the book, where we take a look at his brother's handwritten books. We're going to start with January 1985. It's available now at adfreeshows.com. But this is the booking creative genius of Dusty Rhodes in the handwriting of JJ Dillon for Jim Crockett Jr.'s personal book. It shows the date, the town, the matches, the gate, the houses. You get a peek behind the curtain, a real peek behind the curtain at not only the creative, but the business of the wrestling business, what, what shows we're running and when and where, and for how much money and who went on first and who went on last and who couldn't make it and who's coming and who's going and everything in between. I've never seen anything like this in wrestling. I don't think you will anywhere else either. It's adfreeshows.com. We hope if you liked what we did today, you'll throw us a like, hit the subscribe button I really encourage you to check us out on YouTube. If you haven't already seeing the show is fun and it brings back a lot of great memories and we hope we brought up some great memories today. Talking about Don West. I don't know what I expected today, Jeff, but today exceeded my expectations. I was glad that we got to sit down and get back on track and talk about a friend of ours. You're muted, Jeff.
1: see. I was sitting there thinking, right, Sorry. Uh, next week, I, I, we may crank this thing up. I may l- kind of look back at the notes because there's a couple of stories that I, I, di- I didn't get to share, but we'll, we'll keep rolling And uh, but on Don, just what a special human being is. So we're not going to – next week we'll get back into regular, like you said, but uh, there's a few stories I wanted to share. But Conrad, with the book, you did it again, my man. Don West would be super proud of you because that <laughs> – that's special, man.
0: Wait, you know more. what? You know what? Let's do something fun. I think we've got a brand new shirt that we want to brag about over at boxagimmicks.com. And I think our man, Marcus is going to pop that up on the screen for us. You want to do your very best on West and try to sell the last dot law t-shirt to us.
1: Oh, <laughs> you got to do it. I can't, I, I, he's often imitated, but never duplicated. And I can't even imitate him.
0: But, I don't, uh, I don't think, I don't think we could do it if we tried. Yeah. He was one of the kind. But But we do have a brand new t shirt over at uh, boxagimmicks.com, The Last Outlaw. Check it out if you haven't already. And uh, be sure to check us out on YouTube, myworldonyoutube.com. If you want to interact with us here on the program, there you see it.
1: You see that red, Conrad? That's not any ordinary red. That that? red right there was used. Do you ever see that movie, The Outlaw Josie Wales?
0: Yes, I know what that is.
1: Color. Look, I can't even, but literally. I mean, Sam Levitas taught this to D-Dub. Don, bring in that red and that cowboy hat. John Wayne actually, uh, he he, the last hat that John Wayne ever wore was that because he saw Jeff Jarrett wearing it. And so I don't want to, I mean, Don could come up with the most outlandish, craziest. See that logo? Michael Jordan stole that logo from uh, Jeff. Uh, You know, I'm just, Don, Don could bring anything in throw him. it
0: back up there, Marcus, throw it back up. There. And you see the way the hair is tucked behind Jeff Jarrett's ear. Now, when the artist drew that, he was channeling the, his inner macho man because he knew that Jeff Jarrett's favorite wrestler as a kid was the macho man. Yes. And you might be thinking to yourself, that looks like the crocodile Dundee hat, but it's not because you know what Jeff has on his side, that crocodile Dundee did not. And I know what you're thinking, probably a guitar, but Dundee had a good, had a knife. No, no, that's a cross because Jeff Jarrett walks with the Lord. And when it comes to wrestling, Jeff Jarrett, you better give your ass to your heart to the yeah. Lord. Cause your ass belongs to the last outlaw. And right now folks for the low, low price. yeah, I don't know. Go to box of gimmicks.com.
1: That's it. That, I mean, Conrad, see, I
0: <laughs> this was so silly. This was so fun. And, and I hope that everybody uh, appreciates that we are, we are trying to be respectful and have fun with Don West. Everybody we say. think the world of him and, uh, I hope that came through in today's program. And I, I know it's a cliche, but boy, thoughts and prayers with his wife, yes. who I know is close with a lot of folks in wrestling. Certainly the Tanais. I got to meet her one time. Uh, I don't have her number, but man, I, my heart just goes out to their whole family because what an impact he left on us. And we weren't fortunate enough to be with him 24 seven year after year after year. I can only imagine the way they must be feeling in his absence, but oh. as you said at the top of the show, I'm grateful. That he's in a better place
1: and Terry, a special woman. They are still an extremely special couple. Um, man, that, that's a story that I, I, but anyway, just, she's a sweetheart of, of a woman, special, special couple. And, uh, for those asking, I, I didn't ask her if I could say this, but I think she would be okay with it. There's going to be a celebration of life, uh, service, um, hopefully in the spring, a little better weather she's making up her mind all that, but, uh, yeah, I'm, um, uh, I'm, I'll miss Don, um,
0: man. You know what? Let's do it again. Then when, when, if that comes to fruition, let's see if she's up for it. Maybe we'll have some guests come on. I would love for us to talk to some other people. Yeah. I don't know who's allowed or not allowed, but we'll do when that happens, We'll tell the rest of your Don West stories and we'll invite some other folks to come on and tell some Don West stories because I could, I mean, I just can't say enough nice things about Don West gone too soon. And, uh, I'm excited that we'll get to see each other again someday. There you go. That'll be the right platform. Appreciate it. And we hope to see you again right here next week on my world. Peace.